Hey, listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys talk their way through Sex in the City for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cavan. I am John Sieber. And I'm Kevin James Doyle. And we are here with a great guest, Carrie Ipema. She is going to be opening her off-Broadway show September 22nd. That is the one-woman Sex in the City show. And she is here with us today at 3 (laughs) p.m., At my apartment. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. We're yeah. so excited. I'm really pumped. Yeah. I think watching it with you guys around, I'm going to be really entertained. I'm going to really excited about it'll that. It'll be fun. It'll in, be, you're in the zone. You're like leading up to your, your yeah. opening. But you said, yeah. okay, so you're doing the one woman Sex in the City show. You've already done it a hundred times? I've done it over a hundred times. Yeah. So I, it's, uh, it's the full title is for copyright reasons. Yes. One woman Sex in the City, a parody on love, friendship, and shoes. Gotta get that parody in yeah. there. You know awesome. what I mean? Yeah, like parody. for legal reasons. Or else SJP yeah. is going like, to be like, excuse me? Darren Starr is going to be kicking on the door. <laughs> Darren yeah. Starr. Yeah, creative, yeah, Michael Patrick King. But they wouldn't be able to serve you papers because they couldn't pronounce your name. They'd be like, Carrie. <laughs> Ip- 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 Ipima. 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 Like, Sorry. Sorry, honestly. <laughs> You've been served. No, I haven't. It's <laughs> Ipima. I haven't. It's cute. <laughs> right. It's cute you ask. Although I think at that point, I'd be like, they'd be like, are you Carrie? I'm like, do you, do you need to talk to me? Like, I'm so happy to be here. They'd be like, gotcha. No. Um. Yeah, so uh, I opened the show. I actually wrote the show with my writing partner, TJ Daw, like two years ago. Okay, wow. cool. And I toured the U.S. for a 11 weeks oh, wow. in 2017 and then I toured UK the U- the UK the, the United UK. Kingdom um, in May of this year and then I just did the show in Edinburgh at the Fringe Festival awesome it's crazy it's crazy I can't believe it's been two years that's that's incredible that's great so that's Corey fun. I did Fringe last year and I finished my show at 12.15 my show's <laughs> from 11.15 to 12.15 ooh cute cute and in the morning or in the evening uh, evening, okay, evening. And over there at, they would call that 2315. You ended your show at 15. Also, it's in Edinburgh, and some reason I'm British. Cool it's to pass 23 there. Yeah. Um, little cock. So, <laughs> Honestly, in the Edinburgh Frenchers, are like very little Scots well, actually, actually there. Was, it's like mostly an international festival, so you don't yeah. really hear a lot of. That was three failed Juilliard actors doing their. <laughs> that's them being like, we're here at Edinburgh trying to get a job with someone that wrote a show. Was my accent good? Hey, I'm from Scottsdale, Arizona. Here's my headshot. It is interesting when you do, when you see Americans performing 
doing other accents, like mm-hmm. doing English accents, doing Scottish accents at the Edinburgh Fridge Festival, you're like, yeah, I, would, like, I would be so scared. Yeah. To perform in any sort of accent that somebody there actually has. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. yeah that would be the worst. That's <laughs> that's like you don't want to be like, all right, I'm here at uh, the hip hop festival and I am a jazz student and I'm going to rap Rap God by Eminem right now. <laughs> here we go. This is what well, I'm going well, to do. Well, doing your show, I imagine you had to have a pretty good Steve accent. Or you have to have a good Steve accent. Well, yeah. My Steve accent, yeah. I mean, I don't want to spoil too much, but I not. do think it's comical that Steve is the only person in the series who has a New York accent. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. the only person. So I kind of, I make it a bit broad, okay. if you will. Sure. Do, you need, do you need any coaching? Because we, we have a, <laughs> we have a Steve. resident Steve action you have a Steve? expert oh, right Can here. I hear your Steve? Well, you can hear my Steve now, but then later we'll get to a part where you'll really hear a yeah. good Steve accent. We'll tell you more about that later. But okay. it usually would be like, <clears throat> hey, Miranda. Uh, <laughs> it's so quiet. Like, you're being a real pisser and uh Welcome to my bar, Miranda. <laughs> That's it's really good. It's it's good. Right no, but I thought it was really good filmically because they tell you you just go like really quiet because the microphone can yeah. pick up everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that was so tell us about when did you first get introduced to Sex in the City? Yeah, that's a question I get a lot only because. I'm, I'll tell you my age. I ain't ashamed. I'm 29. Mm-hmm. So I was nice. nine years old when it came out. And so wow. I feel like I have to give my parents some credit here that I wasn't watching <laughs> the series at nine years old. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let's give my parents yeah. some credit here. So <laughs> I discovered it in high school and I remember my dad, it was on syndication, right? Mm-hmm. It was like WGN. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, in yeah. Chicago. That's yeah. where I'm from. But, um, it was on late at night and I remember watching it and being like, this is really good. And then feeling like a bad kid show. And my dad would come downstairs and be like, what the hell are you watching? Carrie? Like, what is this shit? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, in college I got the DVDs like separately, I think at a garage sale. And mm-hmm. then me and my friends would watch them in the dorm rooms mm-hmm. and then eventually in our houses. And they became like, do you guys have shows like that where it's like white noise in the background? Yeah. Like, yeah, put, yeah. I'm 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 not a I like a I like a I like to multitask. Mm-hmm. So like whenever I'm working, I'll like have sex in the city on or like yeah. okay. the office or yeah, yeah. 30 Rock. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, you know, throw those up there. Yeah. And so how did you get the idea to do a one woman sex in the city show? So it wasn't my idea. Okay. I have to give credit where credit is due. Got it. So my writing partner TJ Daw, he co-created One Man Star Wars and One Man Lord of the Rings. Oh, cool. Whoa. And he was like, I know, it's like a weird small little parody family yeah. going on. And they just wrote a one man stranger things oh wow. um, so charlie ross is the performer of those three um trilogy parodies if you will mm-hmm. uh the trilogy of parodies and then um he had this idea he was like you know what i feel like we should do a one woman something yeah and then he thought one woman sex in the city and then i met him uh, auditioning in new york for a show called post secret the show yeah, yeah he was yeah. the director and writer of that and so i was about to go on tour with that in 2016 Right. Yeah. 2016. And he called me before and he's like, do you want to ride one woman sex in the city parody? And I was like, sure. I've never done anything like that before, but why say no? Why start saying no now? So, um, we wrote it while we were on the road with that show for seven weeks and he's in Vancouver and I'm based here in New York. Mm -hmm. And so we wrote it while on the road and then we rehearsed via Skype. I was in an empty New York apartment. Mm -hmm. And so I set up a a laptop and we Skyped it. And then we were in Winnipeg where it opened at that French festival. And we had like three days in the same room together. And then I opened it and then he came on tour with me for 11 weeks. So the show's really grown. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What would be the, obviously the, the pitch is in the title, but like how, I guess, what are you getting into 
is it is it commentary on the show? You're playing all the characters, and you, or if you, let's say like a, someone came to the show who has never seen it, would they get it too? Like, yes. Short answer is yes. yes. It's written for everyone. I mean, obviously, there's things in there that only the fans might recognize, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it is a commentary. I break the fourth wall quite a bit, and I talk direct address to the audience. Like some things, as I'm mm, sure, so you, season one, so <laughs> season one. Right? Well, the first step of the pilot specifically, yeah. but I, it's it's one of those things where I think you guys watching it now, it's super interesting. Mm. Like the first episode when they compare Mr. Big to the next Donald Trump, right? Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. So, and then I don't know if you, you haven't gotten there yet, but Donald Trump appears. Yeah, on we've episode. Yeah. Season yeah. One. That's in season two. Yeah. Yeah. That's when Samantha dates the old guy, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So that is so having sort of as a parody writer viewing it from the flabby ass in the moonlight. That was just me referring to Donald Trump, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Not the old man. He seems really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, He means well. Um, Not Donald Trump, the old man. Let's clarify. Um, But it's interesting as a parody writer to sort of approach the material now in order and also sort of like the lack of diversity or mm-hmm. some of the things that maybe, you know, they fell short on. I think it's interesting to look back in a loving way while still, you know, engaging in that conversation, which I think is really nice. So when you do the, the four, I mean, we, we are going to go see the show and we're going to ask people, you know, how they can go see the show too. Yeah. But the form of it, when you do it, it sounds like you kind of lay out a lot of things about sex in the city, but do you, like, I've, I feel like I've seen, maybe I'm making this up, but I feel like I've seen, one person plays where they just do everything really fast where they're like, I'm going to get the entire story in super fast. <laughs> but do you do like, Listen, I'm playing this character and now I'm a person that works at Magnolia and now I'm this, or do you kind of be like, Magnolia, I'm going to walk you through yeah. the world of sex in the city as the one Magnolia person. Magnolia clerk got cut from my version and I'm so sad. Yeah, no, I, I kind business. of do it. It's so there's, I do six seasons. I, I feel like I should admit right now. I do not do the movies. Some people are upset. Some people are happy. Can't make everyone happy, right? Right, So um, I do each uh, season as like a 10-minute excerpt. And so you have to condense. I mean, what? There's like how many episodes? Like Like 12 to 16, I think. So a lot. There's like 75 episodes that we're condensing into an hour, hour and a half show. In Edinburgh, it was an hour. So I had to Mm, cut some material there. So, I mean, it is fast-paced, no doubt about it. But I establish the characters and you meet them and they're hopefully different enough where you can differentiate them. Fortunately, I haven't had too many, I haven't had any complaints about people not following, but what's been really cool is engaging the non sex in the city Mm, viewer. Yeah. Like I did the show in, um, this part in the UK. Um, that's not a great part of the UK. Um, I'm remiss to say it, but I'll just, I'll call it out. It's called Scunthorpe. (laughs) Scunthorpe. Scunthorpe. There is a place called Scunthorpe. Close your ears. (laughs) Yeah, please listen. No, I think they, get it I think they mm-hmm. get it but the best part about it was I performed the show and there was one guy in the audience so I kind of I pointed him out I made him mm-hmm. love him sure. and he had a good time we had a lot of fun. Yeah. At one point in the show, I invite classic the audience. Classic Scunthorpe person. <laughs> classic classic Scunthorpe. Maybe there's only one guy in all of Scunthorpe. His name is Scunthorpe. I think there is, and he has been very busy. Dale Scunthorpe. I'm Dale Scunthorpe, <laughs> and I've no, never no, seen no, Sex no, in the City. I guess I would be a Miranda. I was very progressive. I started my own town, so you know. I'm gonna have two Scotch eggs and see one woman Sex in the City. <laughs> Um, Wait, but, so you called the guy out. Sorry. So I called the guy out. <laughs> we well, the message during the show, I invite the audience members to write down their deal breakers and crazy date stories, okay. and I read them live. That's cool. Because Sex in the City is built sort of on using many 
people's history in terms of their like, you know, dating history and whatnot. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so it's fun. It, I, I want to sort of, I wanted to create a brunch like atmosphere at the show every night. Sure. It does feel like nice. a bunch of friends like talking about horrible dates they went on and things, you know, that's what the show is. And it's a celebration of friendship at the end of the day. Right. So I invite the audience members to write down deal breakers and crazy date stories. And in Scunthorpe, I got one and it said the deal breaker was when your wife takes you to see one woman sex in the city and you're the only man in the audience. Oh, Dale. <laughs> Dale. Dale. Dale was getting Shots weird, fired. The best was afterwards. He posted on my Instagram, one of my Instagram pictures. And he said, I saw the show in Scunthorpe. My wife dragged me there. I knew nothing about the series. I would recommend the show to anyone. That is like Whoa. the best compliment. Which is like, that's to right. me, that's, it's like you got to go through sometimes like the weird locations to get those playoffs yeah. right like and that felt really good because that's I felt awesome. like we're engaging people in a way um, that's super fun there's a lot of sex puns in the show yeah. it's not for the faint of heart and that's that's very similar to our relationship with the show too like when we first started doing this we didn't really, I mean Corey and I had seen a couple We'd Kevin seen a had few seen episodes. you know not in zero mm-hmm. and we thought like oh we'll just kind of like watch it and judge it and be above it and, and laugh at it and we're actually loving it like we love, love the that. show Super like involved with it, mm-hmm. man. That last episode with uh, "fuck the suit" with Miranda and Steve, two like three oh, the episodes ago. Corduroy suit, Ooh, yeah, that got me. So sad. Right there. Yeah. yeah, that yeah, the ending scene, the breakup scene. So yeah, was we're, really we're, sad. We definitely had low expectations for us watching the show, and I think much like Dale Scunthorpe, we are <laughs> we are in. We're loving it. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have. Uh, what are we watching today? We have the fuck buddy. Oh. Ooh, do you reference this episode in your show? I don't. Yes, I do reference it. It's a one-line reference, but this Perfect. episode is referenced. Well, that's what I think about the show that I love is it is this fun show with shoes and like going out, party, cosmos, you know, having a good time. But at the core of it, I actually do think it was really quite progressive at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it had a bunch of sexually autonomous women kind of doing what they wanted, which right. I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it deals with some bigger issues you mm-hmm. know i mean you haven't gotten to it yet but it deals with you know cancer and mm-hmm. impotence and abortion and right. i think at that time it's it does it in an insidious way where it's all fun and good times but it does have this kind of heart that i think that's why people resonate with the material yeah. mm. um i do want to say first of all the guy that directed this episode has gone on to have a pretty crazy career he directed thor so the first one uh, the Dark World, the second one. Okay. And he's directs, direct, directed some Terminator movies, and he's directed like 20 episodes of Game of Thrones. So Wow. What? Um, yeah. But also, there's some... We just need to take a minute to have a moment of silence, because I saw some trivia about this. Okay. This is the very last episode that we will ever see Skipper. What? Wait, what? I thought I mm-hmm. thought Skipper mm-hmm. was already gone. Well, he's coming back, back? back. That's what it well, says. Spoiler it says alert. the very, very, spoiler very last episode with Ben Weber. I hope uh, that he's a listener. Yeah, he's ben a Weber. listener. He's a oh, listener. Ben, I so play ben, you in my show, and it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the reason that I, I wonder, like, why we never see him again. Do you think he like goes to make a proclamation to Miranda and he gets hit by the bus that carries ads on? Steve just kicks the shit out of him. Steve, Steve, Steve just gets splashed, right but it's just acid. It's <laughs> Steve kills him in an acid attack. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah, yeah. It's Steve's uh, a freaking badass. I well, let's uh, we'll watch it and then we'll we'll chat more about the episode and more about your show. Okay. Can't wait. Right. Bye. 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 Episode 26, The Fuck Buddy. 
Harry tries to make a relationship with her fuck buddy. Miranda dates an abusive, condescending lawyer, and Charlotte becomes a freewheeling dater and double books dates with two guys on the same night. Later, Samantha overhears her neighbors moaning next door and decides to outdo them. And now, back to the boys. This is Jess Betancourt, the host of DNA ID, the only true crime podcast that exclusively covers cases solved using forensic genealogy. DNA ID goes behind the headlines to answer your questions about this remarkable new crime-solving tool, how it works, how cases are selected, why the cases were unsolved for so long, and how the justice system is addressing it. I include input from law enforcement to give you the inside scoop that we all crave with a straightforward, no-nonsense delivery. You can find DNA ID on any podcast platform. Episodes come out weekly on Mondays. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome Woo. back, fuck buddies. Woo. What that was the name of this episode. Thank fuck you, buddies. Kevin. The, the fuck, fuck buddy. buddy. All right. It's singular. All right. <laughs> Which, remember, back in the day, this would have been in TV Guide, the printed so version. It would have been the, it's it's basically, F the F buddy. It's F asterisk. Yeah. Ampersand. Ampersand. Carrot top, whatever that is. Yeah. But Charlotte didn't know. Uh, she was so shocked. I that love that was, she was like, oh, a fuck buddy. I know. That's what I wanted. I was like, very I, Presbyterian of her. I, yeah. But you know what? It's nice. Want to know why? Because she, I mean, here's the thing. I think if Charlotte actually was a real person, she'd probably know about it. But, you know, sometimes in a TV show, you have to explain to the lowest common. <laughs> yeah, sure. But I feel like. I'm going to be learning about this for the first time listening to this episode. I don't my parents, I don't, I, I don't know if my parents know what a fuck buddy is. It's not something that came up in the sex talk. You know what I mean? <laughs> they use her. And also, there's these also, things. You're going to so notice some changes. Some of your friends will become this thing called a fuck, fuck buddy. buddy. <laughs> I like to say friends with benefits, but no. Dial a dick as, uh, as Dial a dick. Yeah, dial a dick. <laughs> also, do you remember episodes ago when Skipper was like, I'm not Mr. Dial a fuck. Yeah. To Miranda that one time. I'm not stud horse for <laughs> you. I'm not a stud horse for you, Miranda. But they, they. But he could be. Is that the one, is that the one where he, is that the one where he calls is that the one where he call, like he she calls and leaves a voicemail while he's yeah. fucking someone yeah. else yeah yeah oh god did you just break up word. did you just what? ask another girl out while you, you were still inside, inside me? me yeah Corey you need to do a one man one. show of just all, <laughs> all of the Miranda's guys, guys. <laughs> it's, it's from Skipper to Steve it's from Skipper to that's what it's called it's from Skipper to Steve it's one man I'll open for you it's a very Please, short show I'd love it. get him warmed up I'll also get the guy from here that was a total jerk that was like hey this champagne sucks Miranda <laughs> I just made partner Kevin, his name was the Kevin. angry lawyer, his name was Kevin he turns lawyer. Miranda into this like docile, subservient woman. That's it's so first. enraging. I know. Um, that, all right, let, let me give John a high a overview recap, of yeah. the show. It was basically, even though it was called the Fuck Buddy, it was about patterns and breaking your patterns. Mm. Uh, and every of uh, the the four women had a different pattern they broke, and I had a pretty good pulse on Carrie, Samantha's, and Charlotte's. But I'd love to talk about Miranda's. Uh, no, not. I didn't understand what Samantha's pattern really was. It was the, like the imitation it, game. Were, no, it was, that, it was that there were walls between her and her partners. Uh, That's what it okay, was. Walls so, and this one was a physical it was a, wall. It was, a, it was a physical wall. I was trying to make a joke that her pattern was code breaking, like the movie The Imitation Game. <laughs> but that got lost. So oh, like she's Morse coding on her bed. Yeah, that yeah. was her pattern. Yeah, yeah, I like it. That was a deep one. Mm -hmm. I like. I um, like it. That was uh, an eight of F. They can. They're not all going to be across the board. Curious was that relations had to be. For all, for all your no. invitation game heads out there. Hey, listen, <laughs> great movie. 
Also tragic. Tragic. Very Such tragic. tragic. Um, tragic. Carrie's was a post breakup pattern, actually. Post breakup pattern. Yeah. Carrie's had... was, but also I wrote, I was talking about, she though, she talks about, she's like, big was an aberration. If I meet another guy like that, I just won't fall into that trap again. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a, like, I feel like this is the worst foreshadowing episode ever because big becomes like the most consistent pattern. It also yeah. shows that Carrie the entire series really, yeah. doesn't learn anything. Doesn't know who she is at right. all. Yeah. yeah. Um, Charlotte says that she projects expectations of unrealistic on like unrealistic dates. Like mm-hmm. she, she like builds up, uh, puts these men on a pedestal. So she starts just asking everyone out and double books. And Miranda, pessimist turned optimist. Is that like where we want to go? She's with that? attracted to guys who are angry, which is why Attract- the end when Skipper gets angry, Got she's it. like, so I just mm. completely missed all of them. But <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel like I my, just no, no, no. My note taking was not I- good this episode <laughs> at all, but. Uh, and it evolved around the the title of the episode. Fuck buddy was was Carrie's uh, buddy John McFadden, who I thought crushed it this episode. We said so good. he he is the actor Dean Winters who plays Dennis Duffy on Thirty on Rock. Thirty Rock. Hey and, dummy. Hey dummy. And, and, and mayhem in the Allstate commercial. Yeah, I just got some Allstate insurance today. <gasps> Kevin just got some Allstate insurance. Short-term car rental insurance. Well, like a good neighbor, I, he's going to be here. I never. That's State kn- Farm. Never mind. Yeah. 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 When you're you're in good hands, that's all. Bum 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 bum. That's yes. farmer. That's, I know. That's, <laughs> I know. And who do they have? J.K. Uh, J.K. Simmons. Simmons. Yes. But you do think that you mm, don't so think good advertisements <laughs> matter that much? And then I was like, uh, Allstate. Yeah. And then I looked it up, and you're like, ah, it worked. Yeah. yeah. It is. It, so. They are quite. I think he's very funny, and he's really funny in this episode in a very uncomfortable way. Yeah. He was so a, freaking I thought funny. He was, that was one of the better, like. Boyfriend, boyfriend comedic performances yeah, yeah. in wanna, the entire show. I want to sidebar and really just reiterate when things that you don't think will work actually work, how weird that is. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mine for me is Oscar Insurance had the step, like if you walk yes. 10,000 yes. steps, oh. you get $1. Like on paper, that I would never walk 10,000 steps for a dollar. But when I had Oscar Insurance, I would always be like, I'll just skip the next two subway stops and walk because then I'll get a free dollar. Because then when you get the 20 bucks, they give you the Amazon gift card. It's crazy. It actually works. I have $72 accrued on Amazon right now. How crazy is that? And I am moving. So that is good. On the downside, things that you think will work but don't. Oscar insurance after three years. I know I'm, I'm under Trent's 30 gone now? and so no it's still it, it's around but still around but it's you, it's definitely you think it's well it's I, I'm, on, I'm not trying to brag but I'm on catastrophic insurance there you go <laughs> I'm there. not trying to brag but if yeah. I get hit by a bus it's 10 grand it's baby. gonna cost me <laughs> it has to be a really big bus in order for me to get covered <laughs> right. my parents off to mortgage the house but it's fine <laughs> but we I'm have insurance question yeah. mark but yeah. um, they don't you know what they don't talk about insurance enough in sex in the city and I feel like that is a real New York, especially as Carrie, she's a free like she's oh, yeah. a journalist. I just don't understand what they do for insurance. Yeah. I, I also wonder if things were totally different back then um, because I, I mean she, I, she probably got covered at a newspaper. They were like, "We're making money. What's going to happen?" I know. Yeah. I feel like at it the also, New Yorker Star. It would also, yeah, exactly. It'd also be great if like it's one of the subplots later is that you find out Samantha's still on her parents' insurance. <laughs> She's like, well, somehow we found a loophole, honey. Speaking of loopholes, I left a loop his hole. <laughs> Something like that. Um, that is a good one. Yeah, Thank you. Steve, I'm, I'm working gonna, on my show. I'm putting that in my show. Okay, I'm you can put that, that in the show, show. But I will open for you with from Skipper, <laughs> from to, Skipper Steve. to Steve. From Skipper to yeah, Steve. I'm not Mr. Dilefuck, but I am. <laughs> that was a rough. Uh, down, John McFadden carries, carries uh, uh, Dilefuck post-breakup <laughs> hookup was 
so good in this episode. He was great. The MVP. Fo- just the phone, yeah. the phone cards that he was trying to sell Carrie. Yeah, yeah that was scene. such a good detail. How earnest he was when and she... not getting any of her like funny, up, cute yeah. little no. puns. I love that her charms didn't work on him, though, because I think yeah. everyone she meets, she like flirts so exactly. seamlessly and mm-hmm. then gets his number. And this is where he just was like a fucking wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, too, when, when she doesn't get any of the information about her or the brother in Tallahassee or whatever, and he's just like, Thanks no, for asking. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah, like, it goes both ways that like his obliviousness is so positive. Yeah. I think makes it and so then, good. Yeah. At the end of the episode when they're walking to her apartment, wasn't she like, did you like the movie? And he was like, was it a comedy? And she goes, no. And he goes, didn't think so. Yeah. It was such like a, I feel like a lot of the boyfriends are either like, you love him or it's like clearly a jerk. And this guy was like, I feel like you just like people like that and just like great yeah so great at the end you can't hate him it's just like well I also think if you're using like the law of relativity if you will Mm -hmm. like you had Kevin the asshole partner of Miranda so like anyone (laughs) sorry no offense no but Kevin's such a dick in this episode like yelling and like she's cleaning his beer off after and I'm saying they're like Miranda is like the woman we all strive to be like she's like the one who's like not gonna take any shit and so the fact that she takes this like jerks shit is so Mm -hmm. annoying but I think that's why I make Dennis Duffy who I'm gonna just keep calling him Dennis Duffy Duffy. that's why Dennis Duffy is I think so great because there is something that is he's not a complete jerk like you know that mean guy reminded me of is Susan Sharon's husband Susan Sharon the one in remember the episode where like Carrie had that friend who was husband always yelled at her yeah yes. oh yeah yeah yes. and then at the end they ended up working it out right they ended up getting yeah, charlotte's totally. dog That's what the cashmere and, then they, and then he just takes yeah. it out by abusing the dog all the time he just oh. yells at the dog all the time oh weird it's, it's a weird yeah. way it's it's and carrie misses her cashmere hookup <laughs> Wait, she was... the, she gets um, that friend always got her like beautiful oh, cashmere, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's I mean I don't I know I don't want to rehash old episodes, but that's the one where she's like, hey, I could really use the cash. Do you mind if I return it for the money? Yes, like just asks her friend that. Oh yeah, Do you remember yeah. That? That's yeah. also the that first episode surprised. you see a cosmopolitan in because they go to <gasps> Carrie's birthday at that belly dancer restaurant, and they all have cosmopolitans. Oh, mm. I love that. That is a deep track trivia. I did not deep know that track trivia. Mm. You're gonna get that with the Bradshaw boys. Yeah. I like it. We like um, facts. Corey, you mentioned that you have an interesting uh, voice. buddy. Uh, <laughs> I do. I do. So, his uh, name is Dennis Duffy. Voicemail that was left. I, I, mean, I would love to Because uh, we love our fans. It. Yeah. Call into our, our number. Our number's on our, our Instagram. Our number is on our Instagram, mm-hmm. and our number is on our Twitter. If you, you go there, there's a phone number. You call it. You call take and the listen. message, and then we'll play the message, maybe. Oh, I love that. Um, hey, one thing I did want to say is you mentioned that director... He also directed a bunch of episodes of Mad Men, including the pilot of Mad Men. Oh. Man. And he's, he's directed a lot of stuff. Good dude. Good dude. Uh, okay, so this is so you mentioned this, uh, Carrie, when we were first talking. You you said, you know, you talk in your show about different issues with the show and mm-hmm. how people are looking at it 20 years later. And one of the things was like the lack of diversity. Mm-hmm. So this is a voicemail. I feel like from, I'm being put on the spot right now. This is, well, it, <laughs> no, we're, we're being put on we're the spot. All, we're all, on, on, we're the spot. all on it together. Get ready. All right, here we go. Uh, this Buckle is from Luella Chavez. She followed follows us on Twitter. She's been very active. And this is a voicemail that she left us. See if you guys can hear this. Hello, Bradshaw boys. This is Luella Chavez from Twitter. And being a female that's 100% Mexican-American, I just want to say that I'd like to file a complaint. I get a little irritated when you guys say how white the show is or how not diverse it is. Because... Well, being a fan of Real Housewives and knowing that some of them are actually friends with Candace Bushnell, I mean, 
a big question is why there are not more um, people of color as housewives in New York and other franchises, maybe not Atlanta, but they wonder this. And it's about who you're organically friends with. And are any of you people of color? Because I don't think any of the three of you are. Just just saying. Just saying. Okay? So I would really like if you'd stop saying that. Thank you. But I'm a fan of the show. They <laughs> <laughs> don't really bring it home at the end there, Luella. Yeah, thank you, Luella. Yeah, you know what? Also, a... the treble is really bad, and it's very tinny on your podcast, and it sounds like dog shit. <laughs> But I'm a fan of the show. But I'm a fan of the show. No, thank you very much for the voicemail. That's a very interesting question. Yeah. yeah. Well, this or is a complaint, rather. This is one of the or things. Yeah, it's a complaint. We'll take it. This is one of the things that I, I think people, there's like this overcorrection that I, that the complaint that most people, first of all, I don't think we say that all the time. It's, it's what our guests come on and talk about all the time. But I, I feel like people bring it up a lot that there's no diversity. But I think that the, overcorrection people have and feeling weird about diversity is just it's because this show still goes on if you watched almost any show back then like it's good that it's changing it's good that like if you had that show now they would make it probably more realistic it's not that i feel bad that it's all white people on the show because that is people's friend group but it's that it's if there's a real argument it's like it doesn't represent New York in the way that it could and that would make it a better show right the one thing that we talk about on this show the Bradshaw Boys is that we talk about the most New York and least New York things about the episode like what's true well, that's how it, that's how it feels to me is like that this show takes place in New York yes but it's it's New York in and of itself is very, very diverse. diverse. Like very diverse. even in something. And listen, at the end of the day, I really appreciate her calling. Yeah. Because, yeah, because yeah. in no way am I speaking for any other person. I, I am a white person mm-hmm. and I am happy to be open ears and listen to everyone. And I think that opinion is very valuable. And thank you so much for yeah. contributing that. I really appreciate that. I'm saying that in the show as a New York, like as a, New York is one of the most diverse mm-hmm. places in right. America, right? Is that an accurate statement? I know that yeah. the, there's a zip code in Jackson Heights, Queens, that is the most diverse, or at least it was the most diverse zip code in America. It's between, mm-hmm. that, and that's and it's between that and Branson, Missouri. Right. Bowling <laughs> <laughs> Green, Kentucky has a lot of diversity. Really? Oh, yeah. Anyway, but shout out to Bowling But that's, to me, what it's about. It's about that, like, the show New York is the fifth character mm-hmm. if right. you will right. and I don't think I think the show is not representative of the New York that yeah. I know and love and live in That's and all. I also think like one interesting point she did make is she was like none of you are people of color and mm-hmm. she is 100% Mexican American and so she was like but you guys are three like white guys and like the majority of my friends are other white guys I right. don't hang out with women I've said this before white people I right. have friends that are not white people as well but like i think she's saying that like you're saying the show is not diverse yet people just group with how they group with and i guess she was saying they do that on real housewives too do you know what i would be more concerned with on the whole because first of all toke like having token characters that's not what people want like there there are token characters on this it's actual like i think at this point there's actual real characters being being made on television shows that people are more their standards are higher that it's like, no, we don't just want that. We want like a good representation. And also I think that the diversity now is more within a channel of television. So it's like, you don't have to have like, all right, 
we're going to have three white friends and we'll throw in the black friend. It's like, no, you can on, on ABC or on HBO, like make sure there are, it's diversity over the lineup of shows so that there are more stories told rather than I think from like 1999 until the past, you know, five years ago, it was more, there was a lot more tokenism going on. Yeah. There's also so. a thing of, yeah, I think it's like when you look at sex in the city, it's a show told from the perspective of four white women in a certain socioeconomic class. So like they're gonna, although that socioeconomic class it, is it, a joke, it doesn't make any sense. Exactly. And she doesn't make any money as a freelance writer no. or wouldn't today. <laughs> but I think that I, I think it's just that it's like very much one view of New York. Yeah. And I think like when you look at, well, I guess girls, people gave people said girls was like super non-diverse too. Um, but I think like, like broad city is like a more diverse picture or the movie, the taking of Pelham one, two, three was much more diverse. (laughs) Listen, it was, so was the warriors. Those are New York things. The, uh, well, so was Michael Jackson's, uh, was it not Billie Jean? Bad. 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 That Bad. was filmed at Hoyt Skirmerhorn. Yep. Sh- is it Skirmerhorn? Is it Shermerhorn? Shermerhorn. I don't Sherm- know how to say it. Michael Jackson was in it, so there were black people and white people in the That's video. Good point. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, um, I also think one thing to be interesting to talk about, you're talking about tokenism, is to talk about Tolkienism, because most of the elves <laughs> are white in all of his books. Yeah. He was white. Interesting. <laughs> I also, speaking of white, I did want to highlight in this episode, though, that they go to the four women go to a yoga studio. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they have a full tilt conversation about what a fuck buddy is during a yoga class which if anyone has been to a yoga class you can't just casually be like what's a fuck buddy Mm -hmm. oh it's dial a fuck you can't generally talk about that and then also in that episode everyone around them is wearing like stark white and the four of them are in like brightly colored outfits like they didn't get the memo you can see the budgets going up or the attention to details like that going up now because there's a lot of crane shots in this (laughs) Mm -hmm. and also there was things like that that it's like the outfits are going to be. Oh, we need to talk about we the outfit. talk about outfits too. <gasps> outfit in this the episode. Outfit, my Please talk favorite. about this part. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm probably no, screaming. No, 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 you're good. I am. This is like the most iconic Miranda outfit. It's why I get really upset in the movies because in the movies she's like dressed to the nines and is like mm-hmm. full decked out label designers. In this is the this is the infamous outfit where she is wearing sweatpants, white sneakers, a zip up hoodie with a turtleneck underneath it and a bucket hat covering yeah. over the, hood. the hoodie and it, it is it's insane it's like were they trying to were they trying to make this like but this hey. is why I love Miranda because we live in New York like look at what we're all wearing right yeah, now like right. no mm-hmm. one walks around and then Carrie which I love because she's always the one wearing the wild crazy she takes off her like poncho right she's mm-hmm. fucking poncho yeah. and she's wearing lederhosen yeah and that is overshadowed by the Miranda nun outfit by which Miranda's I love sweatsuit nun outfit uh, <laughs> Oh God! I saw I that outfit, and by the time this comes out, we're gonna know what the results are of the primary between her and Andrew Cuomo. But she lost <gasps> um, my vote with that outfit. What? No, she, she gained my vote. Don't, gained that was Pat Fields. You what cannot. Would you, hold what would you have done if she, during the debate, just came out wearing that outfit? <laughs> Just kidding. Or if, if, if Andrew Cuomo came out wearing that outfit, Cuomo roasted her with every like bad Miranda outfit. And what if Cuomo just dyed his hair red too, like season two Miranda, like dyed it like dark red? He or he, like, or your he outfits the, uh, were never great. Or if he just brought out Skipper during yeah. the debate and be like, "This is where he went. Yeah. I'm bringing him back and I'm fixing the subway." You broke his heart, and here he is, still running from you, like we will run from your socialist policies, Cynthia. <laughs> 
This yeah. is uh, why I said America was never that great because oh, you geez. kick Skipper out of it. <laughs> Speaking of Skipper, uh, oh, R.I.P. That was it. That, that was I guess him. the end of Skipper is him rumphing and walking off across track. I thought he was going to get Benjamin. I thought Button. he was going to get what no, was the Mean Benjamin Girls. Button. No, no. Uh, he was going to uh, reverse no, ages. Final destination. Turn no, into a baby. I think he looks great right what now. Was the, what was the Brad Pitt movie where he gets smoked by a bus right at the beginning? Oh, meet Joe Black. Yeah, not, not Benjamin Button. Meet Joe Black. I thought he was going to get Joe Black. Meet Joe Black and Benjamin Button. I don't think I I've seen either of them. That. So. that is as confusing as Miranda's outfit. <laughs> yeah, it is. And we just want to apologize for the Meet Joe Black uh, spoiler. I know there's a lot of Joe Black I know heads that out you there. Were wondering where that Especially if you're watching, you were listening to Brad There's a lot of people that have the VHS just sitting by their TV waiting to watch it after what, 30 years. That is a movie that I've never seen. no one has seen. I have not seen it either. I've seen it. Right in if you've seen Meet Joe Black. beginning. And write in twice if you've seen Meet Joe Black more than one time. You're like, I gotta see that again. And three times if you've seen Meet Joe Black followed by Benjamin Button immediately afterwards. <laughs> in that order. Yes, <laughs> in that order. Um, yeah, it, I thought it was a great Ben Weber uh, comeback. It, it's, it, I wish he was still on a few more episodes because it seems like it'd be great to have him on every once in a while, even if it's not with romance. Yeah. And if he's friends with Carrie... You think yeah, he would? He, that's what I that was like the most was... unbelievable thing, to be honest. That it's like my buddy Skipper. Yeah, the and fact you don't that think Skipper is attracted to Carrie? Like, do you don't? I mean, Skipper obviously was friend zone, but don't you think he had like a bit oh. of a? Th- I mean, my thing is, is I feel like Skipper's leaving the friend group, and it's because to make way for Stanford Blatch mm. to be a more uh, present yeah. friend. Stanford I love a good Stan. I love Stanford Blatch. Yeah, I, like I love Stanford him. G. Yeah, I feel like he's one of the more open, emotional characters, mm-hmm. and he's not afraid to give it to Carrie a little bit. Mm. Mm-hmm. I feel like he kind of reads her sometimes. Yeah, and the I like episode, that. the episode when she like got put on. It was the one we just watched where all of her friends two ago where they were like, "We, oh, you need to lo- stop talking. Like you, you've exhausted your bitching about big." Oh, and the she therapy. Go, yeah, I she love goes John Bon Jovi. Yes, yes she John goes bon Jovi to, uh, to Stanford to get some to get some counseling. And he, and he has three therapists. He has one, a, one if he wants to be cuddled. One who wants to be yes. to, yeah yeah totally. I gotta stop talking about other episodes. I'm well, sorry. I'm the that's worst. That's great. It shows that you really know the show, and that's why people should go see your show, One Woman, Sex in the yes. City. She's seen the whole show. So let's she get to Ka- let's get to Carrie's question. She asks, oh, yeah, "Do yeah. you think we're victims of conditioned responses? Do you think we just date the same person over and over again?" Yes. Um, what are our thoughts on that? Carrie, Carrie Bradshaw does. Carrie Bradshaw does. <laughs> we think we the exact same she person. She's the exact same person <laughs> over and over again. But I think, you know, I'm, I live in New York, so I love therapy. Mm-hmm. I actually just went to therapy today. Awesome. I love it. Was it it's Mrs. So G? Good. No, it wasn't Mrs. G, and there's no plant in there. No. <laughs> um, I, mean, I don't know if I should share my... Her name is Season, and she's amazing. What? Her name is Season? Does she do a lot of stuff with essential oils? No. Okay. She's just awesome, and she always is dressed really cute, and I really like her. That's um, cool. I know that's like not a really... Is she, but anyway. Has she been like a long-time New York City therapist? Because I feel like a therapist in New York City is like a specific kind of she's thing. She's my only therapist. I'm from the Midwest, okay. like I had mentioned before, mm-hmm. so therapy is like not a thing. Sure. I mean, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. But in New York, I remember talk to people, talking to people, like, oh, I've never seen a therapist, and they looked at me like I had... 20 heads yeah. and one eye and they were like whoa yeah. Yeah. like they couldn't compute that I had right. never been shrunk so um, I, I, I love my th- anyway I feel like you will date the same person if you like you just repeat habits I, I do think there's a thing, I think that's a thing. that uh, I sometimes dating my mom. So my mom had said like growing up, it's like an old adage or whatever. She was like, you know, people say like you marry one of your parents. Yeah. And the, and it seems like a pretty unhealthy thing. 
Especially if it's literal. Yeah, it's very... (laughs) And not Um, good for the offspring. Yeah. Yeah, no, terrible for that. But uh, no, but like that you... There are certain familial things that you are attracted to in people. And there are certain things that like represent a piece of home to you. And then... And so I think that like there are probably... There's probably people that say that's super unhealthy. You need to break out of that pattern. And there's certain things where people are like, you're just predetermined to like certain things. And then I also think... I don't know. I'm a big, I'm a big thing. I I think awareness of things can help you out a lot where you can be like, Oh, I'm going to this because of this. I don't need to date this person because I'm looking for this kind of validation all the time. I I I just need to break myself of that. I'm sorry. I think it's more than dating the same person. And I think it's more so you conditioning yourself to the same behavior. So for example, the reason why you date your mom or dad is not because you're like, really want to nope i don't want to go there but that does not it's more like the behavioral patterns that your partner your potential partner has are ones that you can handle because you've Mm. been conditioned to handle them your entire upbringing so why it might be similar to your mom is because maybe your mom was very you know was a for example if your mom is a helicopter mom Mm -hmm. to find a partner who is a helicopter partner Mm. um you're going to mimic that behavioral pattern yeah. As opposed to like finding someone who does that. Or if your mom was a helicopter mom and you want to date someone, you're like, oh, that gets on my nerves so much. But then you might look for like a more distant person who is like a yeah. dad figure a lot different, because yeah. the dad was like, oh, mom's yeah. got this. I'm going to take out, you know, whatever. I don't know. They also in the episode, essentially the four of them break out of their pattern and it doesn't go well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the message was there, but it is sort of like, it's I guess, a great message. <laughs> I, well, if it is then, but if it is, it's like, yeah, if you just do it for the sake of doing it, like if your pattern is, is going after someone who is like mean to you, you need to fix that. But sometimes we'll overcorrect and say like, Oh, you know what? I need to like, I'm an artist. I need to, I'm always dating other artists. I need to date someone who has like a works nine to six and is a high powered lawyer. And then you're like, okay, we never see each other. Like <laughs> there's reasons why, like I always date yeah. people that are around. I want to date someone who travels. And then you're like, Oh, I don't get to spend time with them. <laughs> you know? So I feel like yeah. you have to be aware enough to know, like to not jump at anything that's different because what you're drawn to, I think is usually, can be from a healthy or unhealthy place depending on what it is yeah i mean i've, I've always heard that what's the phrase like the definition of psychotic is doing the same thing and expecting different doing results the same is doing yeah. the same thing i think it's more shakespeare i think that's is it einstein is it it's, none of us know um anyway you know that's <laughs> not, and it's like so so many people <laughs> that, that uh, even just this past weekend i had a friend who's like looking for like a relationship and looking for something more and then he's just like I love crazy girls. I love girls that are going to break my heart. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how do you want to get from point A single to point B in a sustainable relationship when you keep on dating the same person that's literally just going to drive the bus into the wall over and over again? Like, they, yeah. it's, it's never going to work. But what's interesting about that is like we had... Uh, Jillian Anthony, she was the editor of Time Out New York, and she is like, she was like a real life mm-hmm. Carrie Bradshaw because she would run a sex and dating column. Amazing. But one of the things she said when she was on our show, she was like, I always tell people to date with intention. And I feel yeah. like that is like, if he was really honest with himself, maybe he doesn't really want to end up in a relationship that's like a stable marriage. Maybe he's just like, 
yeah, I say I want that, but really I just want to like have fun and like date a girl and have things get crazy and have like drunken nights where we get into fights. Like right. I kind of enjoy that drama and he doesn't really want, mm, that's I, true. I do think there's a thing and it's, I don't know. It, it's like a personal reckoning that like people at some point you have to be like, okay, where am I going? What do I want? What am I doing? And like what, and, and then like, where are my efforts going to lead me to? And that mm. can be with like job relationship, yeah. anything. Yeah. And then what, yeah. Working like out. what you're, <laughs> yeah. What are you doing working to out. working out whatever. that goal? So just, you're always dating people that aren't interested in ha- like, a lot of those crazy girls that he's yeah. dating or whatever. Also, it's probably it's probably the girls are walking around being like, that dude's crazy. Exactly. <laughs> That's like, the, like, it's yeah. like I, I, if you're looking for that, I can't imagine that the, the 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 person opposite of you is looking for a like a lasting relationship either. They're probably like, mm-hmm. oh, this person is probably not good for me either. You know, it's it's a two way street. Um, but do you guys think that Carrie? knew that this kind of do you think she was actually hopeful that her relationship with what's dusty diamond Dennis, Dennis Duffy. Dusty diamond dusty diamond uh, dusty yeah. springfield no. the cowboy character yeah. screech dusty diamond yeah, I, I, do you it's think she diamond. actually thought Mr. that her Bill? dusty diamond could like make it or do no. you think she was no. well like, i think, I think she was I excited think... for their date but she got super upset, like when he came over and he was like, she was like, "We're gonna go get sushi," and he like and he licked his down lips, and he was like, mm, and sushi. she like, got super, like she got like super upset about that. I mean, I'm like, yeah, it was a pretty lame told, yeah, vagina he, joke. But it was also, a horrible. Look. She also, literally was like, mm, "Vagina." Like, no, I, I, I understand that. Good on for writing him like that. That I that character that. would totally get that. I I'm surprised that Carrie constantly gets surprised by stuff like this. Like yeah, the last exactly. episode, the like, John Bon Jovi one at the end, she was like, "I fall for the wrong guy." Yeah. So I was like, yeah, Which like duh. I feel like that's like the constant lesson. Yes. The entire yeah. in, in movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how she was like upset that her dial of dick didn't like that she expected him to think it was something else when it I was think like, she was just like throwing pasta to the wall and seeing if it stuck. Okay. I don't think I, I think her intention was to explore. Mm-hmm. I don't think like I mean and it's even her friends even told her it wasn't going to work. Like like Samantha was like, yeah. this will not Honestly, work. Honestly, I think she needed you, a column and I think she just needed to. Real. She's yeah. like, I got to get my five minutes of work in this week. So let's see if I can use the sushi restaurant as a tax write off. That's what happened. Yeah. And it's, she got a free hour of phone minutes. So you that's. Know, honestly. That is, and that is when you didn't have cell phones or like yeah. beepers. Yeah, so that is a cards, good deal. She did play pretty well at, at mock interest. I like, I was like, she, she's yeah. being pretty nice at not just being like, I don't care about your stupid, uh, your stupid phone card. She was very much like, that's cool. Thank you so much. I thought she was, I thought <laughs> he was giving her a coffee card with multiple punches in it to be like, I, Hey, I'm hey, going to give you this. If you, you ever want to take me out on a date, if you like give me card. a nine punched coffee, I mean, Listen, honestly, my, game on. I, have a tendency to save those things because I, I probably I think I've talked about this before. Like mm-hmm. I we always want to get free coffee month, mm-hmm. and so I'll save like thirty of them and then end up moving from that coffee shop. But because it wanna, takes you twelve, it just takes me forever to get like like a stack of free. And then my wallet gets so big that I can't like sit down properly. But, but it's such a cool dream that you because you told me about this that you want to just walk in every day and plop a new one down, and then you like can't wait for day five when the baristas are like, "Come on, man, are you stealing our punch?" And I'm like, "What? No." Oh, it's, I'm just. I so wait, wait, this. this is. I thought you were talking about like 
a month of free coffee at different places. You're no. talking no, the same place. Place. one place. Oh I say, yeah, I, I try to get like 300 punches. Do you need the name of my therapist? Yes, I'd love to see season. <laughs> She's I amazing. Have, I hope I have she have listens to this. I love her. Oh, that's also a TV show. This season on season. <laughs> the therapist. We're dealing with a guy that saves coffee cards for 30 days in a row. I'll punch it out. <laughs> you see all the people making your coffee just freaking out like, yeah. I don't know how he still has it. <laughs> that's oh my, my dream. God. Those are my <laughs> dreams. Um, well, I think uh, we need to go. So the last thing we do is we go around the circle and we rate the episode from one to five Cosmos. Mm-hmm. You can okay. use you can use half, quarter, any fraction of Cosmos that you'd like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since you're a guest, we'll let you go last. Thank Why don't we you. start with Corey and we go oh, wrap on this way? Nelly. Okay, I'm gonna go with three point two five. Wow. <gasps> Uh, one thing that I was happy about this is the last episode we did, we should have asked you about this, but there, the last episode, there was a Charlotte storyline that was like removed from the episode. It was games people play. And there was a whole storyline about Charlotte getting into a bridge club and it's just not in the show. And we haven't figured out why yet, but, uh, I was glad to see a pretty hefty Charlotte Mm -hmm, storyline. Uh, John brought up before that, like anytime you see a big Charlotte storyline, you know that none of those dudes are going to last. So that was kind of a bummer. I'm ready to see her double down on some life things if i may input an anecdote here that i think is interesting you may um when we were in one of the first drafts of the seer of the um parody there was a draft where we would like list all of their sex sexual partners Mm -hmm. right um and what's a really interesting observation is samantha and charlotte have a very similar number in the series interesting and the difference is is that charlotte wants to get married and wants to like end it all, you know, just end it all. End it all. <laughs> Sorry, it is not, that is a Freudian slip about my is a relationship. I'm a Carrie. No, um, is that some, or, and then Samantha just wants to fuck the world. Mm-hmm. And we sort of put on her that she's super slutty. And we put on Charlotte that she's this like prude little like mm-hmm. optimist who wants to get married. But at the end of the day, they're both getting it pretty regularly. They really are. They're both, they're Noted. the Madonna and the whore together. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. amazing. Um, well, I was, I was glad to see her. Um, amazing fashion in this episode. Uh, yeah. Good all around. 3.25. I'll give it a three. I thought all the elements were there, but they didn't all come de- together for me. Maybe it's because it's the afternoon. Maybe it's because the AC is off. Maybe it's like <laughs> it's I have other things on my mind. I am there warm. was something because I was like, man, I love Skipper. I love that he came back. I liked the four different storylines. There's just something in it that I was like, maybe we've had so much emotion lately. If this would have been season one, it would have been higher for me. But it was sort of like, oh, it's not continuing any anything. But I, I love Skipper did coming back through 17 minutes of the episode. I <laughs> did, yeah. So that's part it, of it. I think I, I couldn't see because there was just like sweat in my eye. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was good. And then one of my one of the highlights of it, I think, was with Charlotte when she when those two guys get a cab together. I just think <laughs> it was that was yeah. so so that was funny. Great. So. Um, this episode reminded me of like when you have a lot of good ingredients and you want to make a good meal and then you put them all together and it doesn't come out quite right. Mm-hmm. Like I would give this one a 2.75. Like I loved all the, ing- I loved the outfits. I loved, um, Dusty Diamond or whatever his name was. Uh, Dennis <laughs> Duffy. Dennis Duffy. Dennis Duffy. I'm so sorry, Dennis Duffy. If you listen to this, you hate me. And we're sorry, Dusty Diamond for being in jail and, uh, <laughs> Dustin Don, that's Screech. Yeah, yeah that's Screech. Yeah. Um, oh, God. <laughs> uh, and I like the Socratic uh, dialogue that they had, like all four of them outside in the park. Uh, I love the outfits. I love the goofs. I loved all the women having their own storylines, but it just didn't 
progress anything for me. It, it, like it seemed to just like take one step forward and two steps back in terms of uh, the whole overall story arc. So maybe that was the point of it. Maybe I'm like um, Dennis Duffy where I didn't really understand it was a comedy and I was kind of thinking about something else. Yeah. <laughs> 2.75 overall ranking. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to give it a three and a third. So okay. it's a 3.3 repeating. Yep. And mm. um, one... Cosmo is for Dennis Duffy. Mm-hmm. Huge yes. fan. So good. Two, I have to give it up for Skipper. Oh, yeah. His last episode. Yeah. And I think like, you no, know, it. it's so sad. And I feel like he deserves it. And also I felt like really good for Skipper. Yeah, I, I did felt too. Like, I felt like Skipper like, yeah, stick up for yourself. He's like, going to yeah, go back to the office and her. write some really good code. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. he is a tech guy. He's a web guy. You can tell because of his curly hair he's and glasses. He's going to jam um, some code and just he's crush gonna, it. He's going to crush it so hard. So I was like, yeah, go you Skipper. And I'm going to give a full one and a third. So 1.3 repeating. And repeating is because it will live on forever to Miranda's outfit. Wow, perfect. I feel really, really strongly about that outfit choice. If nothing else from this episode, we have that. And that has like lived on forever. And any fan art, I mean, it's what, like, I wanted to. So that's iconic. I didn't realize, as when I saw it, I thought it was funny. I can see why. That's why it's iconic. And that's why I love Miranda and why I own a shirt called We Should All Be Mirandas. Mm -hmm. um, Is because that, like, when I live, I live in New York, and I gotta be honest with you, I don't look like. I dress up a right. lot of the time. Yeah, that like, should be the opening credits, not the bus <laughs> splashing carry. It should just be Miranda, Miranda walking through the park in, in that like, habit like, outfit, like a pretzel, huge sweatpants, white sneakers. The sweatshirt had floral, a floral yes. moment on the back, fully zipped up, a white turtleneck, fitted hood over, and a bucket hat. I feel like oh. that was like a she walked on set. Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> it a is true. Don't see. I've seen more of those ever in style. Well, that's our God, next guest. The bucket hat delivery. God, is that you? It's me. Um, uh, there we, is. We a, do have some merch, which is we should all be Kevin's shirts, and that's yeah. and then on the back it just says draft beer now. <laughs> um, uh, before we go, can you tell us how to see your show? Yes. Everyone who's listening that lives in New York, go see it. Please, if you're visiting please New York, come see it. Come see it. If you're visiting New York, if you're coming, in, it's super fun. I play 24 characters in the show. It's oh all six seasons as a one woman show. It's super duper fun. Um, I read your deal breakers and crazy date stories it's opening september 22nd at the jerry orbach theater at 50th and broadway uh and you can get your tickets on Ticketmaster. um follow me on facebook and twitter and instagram it's one woman s-a-t-c as in one woman sex in the city so look it up um come follow me and it'll be really fun and you guys are going to come see it yes we'll be there Hopefully I'll see you guys we'll, we'll there. Put on, uh, we'll put on Instagram and Twitter what day we're going to go see it. And cool. maybe we can get some fans to go see it with us. That'd be great. I awesome. love that. All Perfect. Right. Thank you guys so much for having thank me. You so thank you so much for Thanks for welcoming me so into fun. your Bradshaw boys. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Bye. 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 See you guys next time. The Bradshaw boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at the Bradshaw Boys, and if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. <laughs>